What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 108, 108 of SDGC. As always, I am one of your hosts, John, aka at Mr. Negative on Twitter. Uh, and I am joined by a very eclectic group today. Uh, we have Zach. Zach is with us. Zach, what did you, Zach, were you drinking the, the, uh, what is that? The black barrel? Yes. Hornitos. Black Hornitos. Barrel. Awesome, dude. How is it? Um, good, good. A little bit, a little bit strong, but that's just cause I've had a, a light meal day. That's excellent. Right. Excellent. Well, keep on drinking. And, uh, JT, Please. dude, I'm, I'm happy you're here, man. What's up? Sorry, I forgot to unmute myself. No, you're fine, dude. We're, no, we're gonna we're gonna ahead. see each other next you, week. We are, dude, for the first time. We're gonna meet each other. I'm gonna get to hug you and pat you on the uh, back. We'll start. And... We'll start with a high five. And you're not ready and for then, a hug. And then, well, are you not comfortable enough with me to? No, I mean, I'm just saying that's just, how, just, that's how it begins. just let John buy dinner, and then you'll be comfortable. Yeah, that's fine. I just that's... just you just gotta crease the wheels, baby. That's all we gotta do. Just grease the that's wheels. Fine. I'm always down yeah. for somebody to buy me dinner. Yeah, John, on Twitch it says we're still playing Far Cry Five. Yeah, I know. I, th- that's on purpose, actually, because okay. because yeah, because the conversation is going to be heavily centered on Far Cry Five. And Fair right enough. now, honestly, Far Cry Five gets more views than talk shows, so that's it what does. we're rolling with. People are going to come in here and be like, "What the fuck?" Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't care. But uh, at any rate, whoa, look at this. Like, so, like, I'm looking at Twitch right now, and. Um, Look at this. So this is weird. It is actually taking the entire the chat window is taking the entire space. Like there's no you can't see the pink background or anything. Look at that. Okay, well, that's gr- great. That's just that's just our great OBS man. That's OBS is see. OBS is doing work, baby. At this point, like I don't think it's a surprise to anyone when we have technical issues. Look at this. Look at this. But I can fix it just right there because I got OBS chilling on top. Oh yeah, there you go. Look at that. Bam, done. So anyway, I was actually very rude. I didn't. You know what? Well, I'm going to move to our guests, and then we'll introduce Jay. So we have uh, two guests tonight, friends of the podcast. There we go. Now it looks much better on Twitch. Uh, we'll start with Rand. Rand Thor, the man of the million. What's going on, my friend? It's been a while since you've been here. Yeah, it has been a while. You keep on asking me when there's just either I'm do too many podcasts during the week, or I just don't want to talk about games, <clears throat> Sea of Thieves, anymore. <laughs> um, but Far Cry 5 is something I have very strong opinions about, and I'm, interesting, I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say about the game and how I'm going to tell you you're all wrong. <laughs> well, I, I've actually, I ran, let's just be honest, I've also got a very bad habit of asking you to come on like two hours before we go live. Every that fucking time. So it's I mean, not like it's not like, hey, a, a week before you want to come on. No, it's like literally like hour oh, before. It's like you know, I got, I've I already had plans. I got to play video games at some point, dude. I'm not like one of those people that pretends to talk about games and not play ooh. them. You know. Ooh. <laughs> you know, was was the last time you were on? Um, actually, uh, we were talking about um, Wolfenstein, right? I think. That's that might be yeah our Wolfenstein spoiler cast. That was the last time you were on, Rand. So it's been a while, dude. I'm happy you're back. 2017. I mean, game of the year then for Wolfenstein. Game of the year for Far Cry Five. It's oh, kind wow. of... it's mm, really super premature. I'm okay with this. That's super. This is their first person shooters. That's fine. Super premature. Uh, and we've also got our good friend. There's nothing free... good coming out this year, right? Like Rockstar's not putting anything out or anything. I mean, it's fine. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. But um, we've also got a very good friend and frequent uh, frequent guest of ours, uh, Sam Tolbert, with the Inner Circle. So, Sam, it is always you know it's always a pleasure to have you on. I don't need to tell you that. Yeah, it's like it's it's a given at this point. Exactly. You guys yeah. know me. It's always great to hang out. Always great to talk video games. You're like an honorary. Play them. You're like an honorary passenger in the in the in the dumpster fire truck. So 
I, I, I dive out. into the dumpster. You do. Fish, fish something should be out, dive back out. We love it when you go dumpster diving with us. And uh, we've also got my good friend Brandon, who has probably played nothing but Overwatch this week, right? This is true. Yeah, Exa- no, exactly. Brandon is the reason that I'm I'm, I'm so loathe to talk about what we've been playing anymore because every time we get to Brandon, I, I don't even talk about Overwatch. Like it's just accepted that it's a it's a two year old game that I still play. Every Are you day. enjoying Brigitte though? Uh, no, because she can't play her in competitive mode. What? Yeah, uh, she's uh-huh. she's been in. Like, they put her on the fucking test server for like a month. And then they put her in the game, and you can only play her in quick play for, mm. like, a month. That sucks. So people who play competitive can't play Brigida for literally, like, three months after she got first and revealed. Brandon, and Brandon doesn't truck with any quick play peasants. So Actually, I play a lot of quick play. Oh, well, never but... mind. I'm wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to play Brigida in quick play. Like, and I, I want to know if she's actually, worse. like, good or not. And you can only find that out by playing competitive. Who, who are you maining now, Brandon? Any support. Last time I was Hans over it. Right. I just I play every sport: Lucio, Zen, Mercy, Moira, whatever. Everything except the Metro. Brandon, Brandon could be playing Fortnite every week. He could be. I I tried Fortnite, and it it was not for me. Mm. (laughs) If if I was gonna go back and play a battle royale game, I would just play PUBG again. Yeah, it's a true battle royale game. <laughs> I mean, you don't want walls going up for in real, man. The for real, you're man. shooting at within an instant, and they like build a tower all the way up, and you're just like. <laughs> I mean, that shit is fun to watch, but yeah, I don't want to play that. Fortnite is slowly growing. growing fun to play. Fortnite is Fortnite is slowly growing. It's it's me. super like to watch the streamers that are good at building is fun in in a way that you can't enjoy PUBG because like there's just not that layer of strategy to that game. But yeah, I don't personally enjoy building things. Not since I was, like, a kid playing with Legos. Exactly. Well, I also want to, real quick, I want to go ahead and introduce Jay, because uh, I don't want to leave Jay out in the dust, our social media guy who's running our Twitter account, um, and who... Uh... Oh, hey, guys, what's up? I was just too busy running our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, actually, I do want to talk about one thing really quick please, before we start. Please, So, John, Sack and I filmed, or we recorded a new episode of Appeals Court on Sunday, and I've been absolutely lazy with edit editing like the like all the audio to make it into you know the final product um that should be coming around in a couple days i'm trying to get it done before i go on vacation so look out for the second episode of appeals court yeah nice so, actually i had a i had a fucking blast doing that by the way that was a lot yeah, of things and i feel like i did a pretty good job but yeah, appeals court can be fun. Um, you know, sometimes you lose your case and you you get really upset because you get hit with a huge lawsuit. But you know, it can be fun. I feel like we need to incorporate more uh, Phoenix Wright memes and and sounds into appeals court, though, Jay. So I I I have never played Phoenix Wright. So I, oh man, what what you're dude? You're yeah, I, I, I played the second one. I don't remember. Yeah, what I, I see. I, I didn't have a DS or a 3DS. I spent all my high school graduation money on a Fida, which I guess. Oh no! Sorry, dude. Probably a good decision. I felt I felt like 130 hours into Persona 4. You should have been about six or seven years older and got a PSP instead. (laughs) I I actually I had a PSP as well, and all I had for it was like Metal Gear Acid. What? Yeah, the PSP had so many fucking good games. PSP had some fucking amazing games. Yeah. But um, let's 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 continue off our episode. Yeah, let's uh, yep, let's uh, let's kind of get this going. Uh, um, so. I had a question for everybody. Like, I know Far Cry 5 is kind of the big topic du jour this week, but I did have a question for pretty much, I think at this point, 
everybody on this panel except for Brandon. I don't know if he's played Sea of Thieves yet, but I, I just want to know. No, no interest whatsoever. We oh, talked about that last week. Yeah. You mean Sea so, of Zs? So, see, so, <laughs> so I just want so I just want to ask everybody in the panel because the rest of us have all played Sea of Thieves now. A week later, where are we at? Like what? Like have have our opinions changed at all? Have your thoughts changed at all in the game? Um, a week later, where are we I at? Don't, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to play it unless I have friends. Like unless yeah. like we plan it beforehand. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I have a lot of fun when I play with with um, you know Jay and and or any crew really I get together with. Um, but I mean, there's not enough there to, to make me like like I'm I'm uh, still getting you know sinking my teeth into Far Cry, but uh, I I really haven't felt the need to go back to it um, lately. I don't know. It's only been a week, so. See, so I wasn't here for this the CFD's talk uh, last week. So my thoughts on it are basically anything's fun with friends. Yeah, we we have we have fun when we play, but I just can't get into it because I know like. Okay, I'm I'm going to get this gold. For what? What purpose is that serving? It's going to get me cosmetic items. I just can't get motivated by that. Well, and that's that's kind of the that's a big problem for me. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw or not, but today I guess we had our first legendary pirate. Yeah. And uh, apparently, the reward for get becoming a legendary pirate is more cosmetics. Um, yep. That's the only reward. There's no additional gameplay mechanics. Uh, there's, there's, I think they, there's more quest stuff, but it seems to really just be uh, another iteration on the same uh, yeah. design pillars. Yeah, there, there, there's, yeah, there's no real, you know. So uh, now, Rand, I know that you, uh, you, I have, I have sailed the seas of your comment section on your review uh, on YouTube, and that so oh my pain, dude. Like water. so, so a, a, a week later, are you are you still on are you still on Sea of Thieves? Are you still on your galleon? No, 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 no. I, I, I originally, I mean, it is fun with friends, right? I mean, anything could be fun with friends. Monopoly is fun with friends. You know, Twister is fun with friends. So I did have a great time playing the game with my buddies, you know, for those first 20 hours. But like many of you guys, it's just like the progression the lack of progression i should say just doesn't interest me and honestly if it offered meaningful progression i'd probably still be playing it in fact i know i would because my other friends would still be playing it you know what i mean yeah um that's not to say of course i'll never go back uh because i do have friends who do still play it and i might hop in for a voyage or two but i know the game is about the emergent gameplay experiences you can have between fetch quests because the game's not about the fetch quests it's about the experiences you and your friends have in between them the problem is i'm not inclined to do that or experience it because there's no reward at the end of the rainbow if there was like hey i can get more ammo or more health i would go do those fetch quests you know to have those potential emerging gameplay experiences to make my character better. So I, I have a but, question about Save Thieves. What what are the opportunities to like display your cosmetics that you've earned? Like, uh, what's you the can payoff? Get your ship. Uh, I mean, the type of cosmetics you can buy, or just the, the payoff in general. I just mean like how like if the entire point of the game is just to look cool. Like, how many opportunities are there to show people how cool you look? Pretty frequent, I would say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you do run into other people quite often, whether it's on the seas or maybe in towns. Um, but I mean, cosmetics don't do anything for me. They never yeah. have. It's why 
It's why like the Overwatch loot boxes I didn't care about or any loot box with cosmetics. Like I play a game like Skyrim and everybody's like spending hours trying to find the right character. I picked the first default one. Mass Effect Andromeda. I literally was John, was Shepard yeah, from the too. promotional pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't care what my character looks like. I don't care if he's got a red gun or a purple gun. Like I'm just going to play the game. So to me, after playing the game for 20 hours, experiencing everything it had to offer, I was like, all right, cool. I'm done. Be back in a year when there's other things to do besides that and you know we'll see you know i i think the developers would be okay with that i mean it's designed as a game as a service so they they want you to put it yeah, down come back to it later I'll, I'll tell you what that 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 additional content has got to come quick it's got to come yeah. quick like it it is i i would say that it needs to come faster than content for no man's sky did um because you know yeah Hello Games kind of sold us a bill of goods on No Man's Sky, but I mean, I feel like when that game launched, there was more to do uh, than there is in in Sea of Thieves. I've seen that argument, and I don't think anybody. Yeah, really I, I really like. I actually really like No Man's Sky now, especially through all of its iterations. But I, I would, I would disagree. I, I would say that you would see more variation, but that's just how procedurally generated games work. Well, that, well, I, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it, there's progression in, in No Man's Sky in the or yeah. original vanilla version of, of yeah. No Man's Sky. You can get a better ship, better like ship, you can upgrade yeah. your yeah. Uh, multi tools. No, man, like no Man's Sky is... actually has a tutorial that I, explains I, to you I, what to do. I in the would game. maybe a maybe a better way to phrase it would be that I feel like No Man's Sky had more. It felt like it had more purpose. Yeah. Um. You know, Sea of yeah. Thieves. When I played with you guys, I we had a ball playing together. But then Jay and I played together and. Chasing that fucking chicken, like I said last week, I won't rehash, but I was like, this is Those the worst Those fucking I... chickens. Did you know there's actually an island called Chicken Island, and it apparently doesn't really have chickens on it? Of course, because why not? That is and... that is one Iceland-Greenland sort of situation. Right? And <laughs> then I tried playing by myself, and I was just like, I was like, I can't do this. Um, and now that Nino Kuni has taken my time, I'm, I'm not going to go back to uh, Sea of Thieves. I almost called it No Man's Seas. <laughs> I'm not going to go to, uh, I literally <laughs> almost did. Unironically. Un un I, uh, I'm yeah, not going to go to, I, I'll go back. You know what? I'm going to keep an eye on it, and I'm going to see what the content drip uh, drip feed looks like. Um, I think there's a huge, huge, uh, no pun intended, ocean of potential there. There is a ton of potential, yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone read my review. But I did. Just read my opinion. I did. Great review, Sam. Yeah. I think it was. I think it's an incredible foundation for that emergent gameplay. But I think the content, I agree with you, John, needs to come like ASAP. Yeah. And based off of the comments in their latest update, I think Rare is aware of that because they said in their developer update today that they were adjusting the pipeline for some of that stuff based off of the yes. comments they received. So, yeah, you, you know, you know, I do think it is like the perfect game to release on Game Pass. You know, to give people like a, you know, like, like like oh, do I really like this? Do I really not like this? And you know, like if if you don't plan on playing it for like three months, you can unsub, and when a new update comes out, you can just like subscribe again for ten dollars. Yep. Well, yeah, I, and and the, go ahead. the Game no, no, Pass no, no, thing no. is interesting because we talked about it on the Xbox Two today. Uh, I know a lot of people because Microsoft gave the numbers two two million players in a week. I think is pretty impressive. Uh, their best selling IP, yeah. despite Game Pass this gen, I mm -hmm. think is also impressive with all the bars kind of low because. Um, Sunset Overdrive and Recore and Rise didn't really sell very well, but I see a lot of people saying like, "Oh, we got one over Microsoft because we used their free trial and we we canceled afterwards." And it's like, okay, but like you only get one free trial. Yeah. And State of Decay Two is coming out in two months, oh, or Crackdown really... Three is coming out in two months after that, and then State really? of Decay, and, you know, and then and then Forza Horizon Four, and then the Gears spinoff, and then you know the. Uh, 
you know, Halo 6 and all that other stuff. The idea is Microsoft doesn't really care if you use the subscription because you're just going to come back and subscribe later on months down the road for a game you are interested in. So I think Sea of Thieves, even though it may be right now at its current state a mediocre game, or slightly above mediocre, because that's kind of what I rated it at, but I think it succeeded in in its purpose of drawing people to Game Pass, yeah. and seeing what it yeah. offered, and getting people to check it out, and then State of Decay 2 will be next up. And I, mean, I think from what I've seen on IGN, that game looks great. It looks fucking fantastic. Um, I mean, Rand, that is why yeah. I, got an, I got an Xbox One X because of Game Pass. That's what sold me. Yeah, that's so, the idea. You know, my conversations with people at Xbox, no longer is it where each individual game has to be a success on its own merits, right? Which is how it used to be. Now it's all about the idea of adding content and reasons for people to get Game Pass. So a game like Sea of Thieves or any other game could be a failure or not meet expectations, but it doesn't matter because it's all about it's all about the subscription money. That's why Netflix does so much content, and it doesn't matter if one show doesn't do as good as the other because it's all about keeping people subscribed for an entire year and longer. Mm-hmm. So I know you saw I, I saw your tweet where you were concerned about Rare and Rare's future. I, I would be too if Game Pass didn't exist. But because it exists, I think they're fine because there's this new you know, way to monetize uh, you know, Xbox gamers or whatever you want to call it. So I think Rare is perfectly fine. And for my conversations with people, it blew away everybody. Everybody at Xbox's expectations. They had n- no clue it would be this big. Like, absolutely no clue. Microsoft has actually given the go-ahead to Rare to hire. They originally were at 100. Microsoft didn't believe the game was going to be that big. And I believe they hired up to 200 now. That's correct. So... Because of- in our recent interview with Craig Duncan, he said they'd expanded heavily since the yeah, initial. Yeah, I so Microsoft I... and are behind the game, and they let the, let them hire it to provide the content. Because, like you said, the game's going to live or die in content, right? Yep, yep. And they got to get content sooner or later. So sooner, hopefully, sooner rather than later, hopefully, um, because I don't want any game to fail. I don't want any studio to fail, um, and I want this to be. A, I want this to be a success. I think there's great potential there. Uh, I just want to see them realize it. And right, right now, right now, there just needs to be more. Like that's that that's really all there is to it. There just needs to be more. Um, but uh, we'll go ahead and move on from the uh, from the Sea of Thieves talk and uh, dive into uh, Far Cry. Uh, so Far Cry Five hit this week, um, and it scored pretty much exactly what I was expecting it to. Um, there has so a lot of people played it. I have not played it, but I have watched a lot of gameplay videos of it. I've I've got my own opinions of it. What's that? You need to play it. I'm going to. Um, I, I'm going to as soon as I'm done with Nino Kuni too, uh, which is fucking incredible, by the way. J- I'm JT, I know you played it. Nino Kuni too is a fucking fantastic game. We can, we can... So I have. I don't know how how long it takes for everything to like open up to you. I haven't got to the kingdom building, which that's the thing that I'm most excited for. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's cool too. Like you'll get to it, but I I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to get too far down the Nino Kuni rabbit hole right now because because so we we can talk about Nino Kuni a little bit after Far Cry. Um, but, uh, um, so Far Cry 5, uh, Zach, I know you've played it. Um, Rand, I know you've played it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sam, have you played it? No, I'm going to extremely soon. I've seen a lot of gameplay though, read a lot of reviews, watched a lot of videos, so I know a fair bit about it. Okay. Uh, JT, what about you? Have you played Far Cry 5? Absolutely. I think you have. Okay, right. And, uh, Jay, what about you? No, I don't have any interest in it, but I do have opinions on it. Okay. 
And uh, Brandon, have you played Far Cry Five yet? I'm gonna get to it. I mean, I I platinumed four and Prime. Yeah, you did. I remember seeing that actually. I was like, goddamn. Um, Far Cry games are like some of the best games too. Yeah, like they're just like shut your brain off fun games. So it's it's, they're the only Ubisoft formula games that I really like consistently. But like they're they're my it's my guilty pleasure really. So let's talk about Far Cry Five, and I think the one thing that we have talked about in our DMs, uh, I don't know. You know what? I'll leave it to the group. Do you guys want to tackle gameplay or story first? Because uh, story is story is a pretty heady issue for a lot. Let, of let's players. do let's do gameplay first. Yeah, so yeah. We yeah. Get far out the way. On, on gameplay, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you know what? Let's let one of let Rand. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the gameplay of Far Cry Five? The gameplay in Far Cry Five. Well, I mean, have you played Far Cry Three or Four? I have, so, and and I am. So I guess that's where I'm coming from, right? Is I haven't played Five yet, so I'm wondering how much of it's a like Skyrim with guns. It's, I mean, Far Cry 5 is mechanically the very much the same as the other Far Cry games. However, I think the shooting is better finely tuned than the other ones. And same thing with the driving. I think the driving uh, is a lot better because I remember it being horrible in 4 and 3. Yeah, the driving is um, pretty, pretty wonky. I yeah, the I mechanics that, are all similar. I heard the driving you know? in this is actually, I heard the vehicles move really slow. Or at least a lot of people feel they do. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about, but like, um, similar to to other um, Ubisoft games, it does have like auto drive for you if you set a waypoint. And I've noticed that if you put it on auto drive, it will go there for you, like Assassin's Creed Origins does. But for some reason, it goes a lot slower than if you were manually driving. Okay, that's um, weird. But, but like when you drive by your, but like if you're in control, I, I feel like there's a good sense of speed. Okay, awesome. So without getting into that too much, I, f- I feel like the driving may be like more so so that you can do your like the the combat yeah i mean it's fine like the game has fast travel you're not gonna be driving all the way across the map yeah exactly well let me ask you drive the the auto drive is so slow so you can check your twitter while you're playing (laughs) i've done that before let me ask your boy robbie j rana or whatever his name was let me ask you guys this let me ask you guys this how so this is something that i have seen a lot of people talk about i can't remember if i've seen rand or or zach talk about it but um, I did see Andre Rene actually from What's Good Games uh, saying that stealth in this game seems to be somewhat broken in the sense that everything yeah. eventually just devolves into a firefight no matter what. Um, <laughs> and I was hoping that a couple of you guys could kind of speak on that because stealth, I loved stealthing in Far Cry 4. That was, and Far Cry 3, that was my favorite thing to do. Um, and it was so satisfying to take a guard outpost and not alert anybody, but it's there, there seems to be something going on with stealth in this game. It definitely feels like more chaotic um and that that was kind of like the the intent of their design is to, they want you to be more forthright i guess um it, that's just how i've been approaching things because i mean there's no real reward um outside of like you get like a thousand bucks or something for taking down an outpost stealthily but it's just it's it's a it saves time like you're just like pop 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 you're not i mean you can throw you can get get the perk where you can carry seven shovels or nine shovels and just like throw shovels at, at everybody, and then you're done. Like <laughs> you can take an outpost in in like a minute. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, it just it's it it feels similar to the previous games in a way, but then mm-hmm. there's these subtle differences, um, kind of like what we've been talking in chat, like how you discover, come across like these different waypoints, and and everything just feels like it. it it's more so of a a natural progression it's more organic yeah and um 
there's these subtle de design differences that I find myself catching and it's like, hey, that's pretty cool. Like you could tell that, that it's not just like Far Cry 4 copy and paste it into Montana. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Montana, um, I think I think Tibet is probably my favorite setting in the games or in the series so far. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. Prime Primals was good. Primal. I, okay, yeah, you're right. No, yeah, cavemen. I mean, Primal cavemen are cool. real good. Like, cavemen I, are I cool. really enjoyed exploring the environment. In that game. I agree. Cavemen were fun. But I also cool. I also love Tibet. Yeah, I love Tibet so much more than the the tropical island in Far Cry Three. See, I, like, um, they did a really good job with Far Cry 3's Rook Island, but for me, like, as someone who had played the original Far Cry, it felt like going a little bit back to the well a little too much, you know? Like, I, I appreciated yeah. a more yeah. uh, unique environment like Tibet than I did going back to another tropical island. Okay, so so on the, so if, you know, if we want to talk about unique uh, settings, um, I'll throw this one at Zach first. Um, Hope County, Montana. Um completely unexpected i think for a far cry game because when you think far cry you think exotic locales you know you think somewhere you know far across the world but it's right here in our backyard uh and i so here's my biggest question right so you've got this cult it you know running around hope county montana and there's explosions and gunfire and there's no national guard running in there's no u.s military running in it's just <laughs> it, it, it and so like how like i know the far cry games are not about realism right let's like let's get that out of the way but this to me seems like this to me seems like a stretch of believability that i my brain kind of has a hard time handling yeah I'm, I'm with you on that for sure so so zach how does that come across to you uh like it's hard right like especially from a gameplay perspective you have to allow yourself to uh, put that out of your mind. I mean, and that's that's kind of what Far Cry requires in some ways is like to, to not look for the logical loophole, right? Like yeah. one of the actually one of my favorite uh, characters so far that I've met is is uh, Nick Ryan, and he's a pilot. Um, he's a really good pilot, and and like one of the early beats this isn't really a spoiler. I think they talk about it in the trailer uh, is that he is considering just leaving the county uh, with his pregnant wife, and like that's kind of a, a big loophole. Is like. Um, if you can suspend the, or if you can believe that the cult has the county surrounded and nobody can leave, um, you can be like, oh, well, I couldn't take my car out of here because I've got roadblocks. That's like a feature of the game. But like, if, if you know, Nick Ryan's an ace pilot, he could fly out of the county. Um, if you really want to think about it, but like, that's it, it like, it, it's a, it's a disadvantage to the game. Um, I mean, there's a lot of logical uh, holes in it, but I mean, it's, it's a fun game to play. I mean, it, it, it's that simple. So, like, so basically just, you know, turn your brain off, it's Far Cry, kind of, kind of fair. I, the series yeah. knows what it wants to be at this it point. Does. Like, it does, but, like, I, I am I am a big, like, I don't know, like, the setting of Far Cry 4 is really intriguing to me, but at the same time, like, having, and Brandon, I'm sure it's the same for you, having served in the U.S. military and having known how we respond to domestic crises, like... I'm just like I'm looking at what's happening in Montana, and I'm like, why is the national like the national guard would have been called in? They explain yeah. that it would be like the, right. the fucking division would be in there. Like, yeah, like well, hold 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 on. I want to I want to let Rand, Rand. You were saying? I said they they kind of explained that away right in the intro. Oh, okay. All right. See, I wasn't so aware of that. The de deputy and the U.S. Marshals go to arrest them right in the intro. And let's just say one of the people in charge of alerting the 
National Guard about it is in on the cult. So no call goes out. Okay, well, that makes so sense. So they, they kind of explain it away by saying there is no help coming because everybody assumes on the outside world everything is going okay. And cell phones and stuff have been completely, like, they took o- they took over and they, there's no, like, the towers don't work, so no calls go out. It's basically just every, everybody assumes everything's going perfectly fine. Right. And no, like, nobody you has any relatives that live there or anything. Well, like, you, you of course you can get around it by saying, okay, but, like, Nick Ryan can get in his plane and fly out and go tell somebody. And, like... He could, but like, and and I like. There's a lot of things I don't want to give Far Cry Five a pass for, but like, you just have to suspend it. To, you have to suspend. Yeah, yeah like, the, you could. Right. You could. I mean, the, again, the division has the same thing where you could chase. Like, okay, is this logical? I mean, you know, there's a lot of goofy stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, for some logical loophole here, but at the end of the day, there's a certain willing suspension of disbelief to yep. make the setting enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's fine. Right, so and, and disconnected from from a narrative standpoint, the Montana that they've recreated with I mean, Far Cry oh, Five yeah. it's so just, it's it's is only a thing if the game is trying to be taken seriously in the first place. Yeah, and like it's like the Far Cry games don't even yeah. try to. So I, really... I feel like this one could have, yeah, but we'll it, get into it, that no, later. There, there are moments where this game does take itself seriously, and and those are my favorite moments so far. Um, there's. There's some really, really nice character writing that, that occasionally shines through. Again, Nick Ryan and his wife's dynamic are, are really good. Um, I mean, this game, and, like, this is kind of my, my issue with it, is that tonally, I, I, and, like, you need comic relief, right? It, it's a heavy subject, and if they leaned really hard into it, like they occasionally do, you would get burnt out, and, like, they need comic relief. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't like the humor in it, but... Um, yeah, I mean, Far Cry all, humor is a certain brand, for sure. It, Yes, yes, it tries. It's trying. Um, I don't know. I mean, it 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 works, I guess. But there's good character writing, and it does try to take itself seriously. But there are also times where, like, of course, there's a kooky guy who believes in aliens, and like, you know. Yeah. So, so okay, so let's talk about that, and this will be our segue into story. So, so like, let's talk about characterization, right? Um, I will, I will just right off the bat say that Joseph Seed is and again having somebody i'm somebody who has not played the game yet i i fully intend to but joseph seed is just on the face of it a far more compelling protagonist or antagonist than we've seen in the series in a while like i really liked pagan min in far cry 4 because i you know the crab rangoon right like yeah. like, like i mean his voice by troy baker yeah i mean and, and and troy baker fucking killed it let's go shoot some goddamn guns yeah like, i liked Pe- pagan man he, pagan the, man the was great pagan man was that he wasn't in the game enough he wasn't in the game hardly at all character. yeah yeah um so 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 what joseph seed and we can use him and his cult to kind of get into the story so joseph seed is an a very extremist uh christian cultist mm-hmm. um and so I, I guess right off the bat, my, my, my question for people who play the game is, and, and without kind of getting into spoiler territory, like what is his overall level of presence in the game as compared to some of the like, pagan men who literally shows up at the beginning of the game and shows up at the end of the game? That's pretty, yeah, honestly. That's I, I mean, and I, I'm going to just keep it brief so other people can talk on it. So far, I, again, I have played maybe like five to eight hours of it. Um, so far it's pretty reserved. He'll appear in cutscenes. Not in gameplay. Uh, there are three lieutenants. This isn't really a spoiler. It's all front-loaded information. There are three lieutenants that control the three regions of the map. Um, they are, quote-unquote, his family. Um, and they kind of 
mitigate him being in scenes a lot. Um, he'll appear in cutscenes or through the radio, but you really see him on screen pretty pretty minimal, like less than Voss. Okay. It's, ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, it feels more like Far Cry 3 to me in that respect, but less less than Far Cry 4, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, okay. Or, so... or, or less less than 3, more than 4. So, so Rand, what do you think? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna throw it to Rand actually. So I've actually got a, a question specific for Rand. Um, so Rand, talking about Joseph Seed, like Voss Montenegro was a, just a fucking psychopath, right? Like he was he was the Kefka of that game. He was just he was insane. Um, does does Joseph Seed, being that he is this cult leader, does he come off as insane or does he come off as somebody who is sincere in his beliefs? Well, the thing is, all, like Joseph Seed and faith jacob and john they all believe they're the heroes of the story they all believe that they're doing god's purpose and god's work that the collapse isn't coming and they need to save people right and he is present joseph is present maybe more so more so uh, because like the other three lieutenants who each have their own area and you have well one of the gameplay loops people don't like is after a certain amount of time you get kidnapped and it happens yeah. in all the three areas when you reach a new meter level. Hmm. And after, I mean that that part is a little bit frustrating because that's how that's how they can uh, they can basically soliloquy to you. They capture you and then they spiel a, a five minute monologue then, to you, and then they but give you some exposition. About, yeah, yeah. They all, but but all three of those characters, Jacob, John, and and Faith, they all talk about Joseph, like he's this, and even though he's not in it as much as say Vaz, the, his ideas permeate throughout the entire game, right? It's his cult. The other three lieutenants are always talking about him. And I honestly think all of that combined, like Joseph and the three lieutenants, they, they combine to form a better villain to take down than Far Cry three and Vaz and definitely be- better than pagan men. Um, Cause when I sat there, I was, when I was playing the game and I, I beat it already uh i mean it took like 22 hours to go through the story i got all the achievements which took another 10 or so like yeah that's 38 hours yeah. of far cry it usually takes me about 30 um, i was every time joseph was on screen or one of the lieutenants i was transfixed i mean i would sit there and listen to what they have to say and sometimes they would say something that kind of rings true to a certain degree and that's what kind of in my opinion is great about this villain is he's not just insane to be insane right like how vaz was there's tiny morsels of truth scattered throughout like there's so, like a to senator armstrong sort of yeah there's like references to trump not specifically named donald trump but clearly they're referring to him you know and like do you believe the world's not gonna end like look who's in charge right there are just distinct references to how the world's currently going and you kind of sit there and think he's like yeah you kind of have a small point but then you remember mm-hmm. wait a minute but your group is like terrorizing people. It's like, no, you're, you're, yeah. you're evil. And, and you know, but it, it, it makes you kind of think. And I don't know, Mike, man, it, I gave the game a nine because. Yeah. You loved it. I went into the game thinking I, I adored the game. I, I played it for 15 hours straight on Saturday. And then I played it for like another 10 hours on Sunday. I couldn't stop playing. And I hate open world games. Like I'm burnt out on them. There's just something about Far Cry. I, I feel the same way. Like I get burnt out on open world, but Far Cry is just some comfort food. I don't know what it Rand, is. Rand, do you feel like the the structure of the game not being very uh, constrained to climb the tower, get seven objectives, go do objectives, do you feel like that um, kind of 
opened things up for you and made it made it so yeah. easy to play that that long. Yeah, because I was sick of climbing towers. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and they even make a joke. Way. This one is much. They even make a joke yeah. about that. This one's much more. Uh, it's like, oh, well, we're not going to do this whole game. Yeah, you, you you talk to people, you know, and they tell you, hey, so, such and such is going on over here. Maybe you should check it out. Marks it on your map. You see a sign for a you know a, a bear crossing. Marks it on your map. You read a magazine about a fishing thing. You read a note about the cult. Uh, shrine and it all gets marked on your map organically so it felt good to explore and meet all these different characters but i mean i honestly was drawn in by the story like i'm you know born and raised a catholic went to catholic school my entire life i know the story behind you know the apocalypse and all that stuff so like hearing you know this take on it especially for a game that delves heavily into sin and uh confession and you'll enjoy one segment you're a Marine, so you'll enjoy this segment with Ooh. with Jacob in the North. He's a Ooh. former Marine, oh, specializing really? in uh, specializes in intimidation and mind control. And his his like because each of the three lieutenants have their own kind of what I would call. I make no. I, 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 I make no. I, I make no comment. <laughs> um, his his so his things are very, it's very and I haven't seen anybody talk about in the reviews and I remain vague because I don't want to spoil anything but the way his thing is really set up and how it's executed is freaking brilliant. Um, I wish I could explain more, but none of you guys have probably gotten there yet. But it, like it made me think of like actually you, like being a marine. Like it's it's very like if John was a religious extremist. No, you'll you understand when 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 you get see now you're intriguing me now now you're intriguing me now I am very interested. Rand needs to go um, on appeals court and pitch games to John. He should. Yeah, that's what we need. He should pitch pitch Witcher combat to John. Yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 never going to happen. See, see, so like, so where where you know Bear Claws at is very is the Jacob stuff, and the Jacob stuff is kind of your typical Far Cry thing, like. Where the fate stuff in the Southwest, that is very the hallucinogenic version of Far Cry, where, you know, how in the last one you went to uh, Sri Lanka, right? Mm-hmm. And in Far Cry 3, I forget where you went in Far Cry 3, or you, you tripped balls island, from the yeah. Some, I, Rook, uh, Rook right. Island. Rook Island. Rook Island. So yeah. this one, there's this drug that they use to convert people, and it's called the Bliss. Oh. And she transports you into this hallucinogenic state called the bliss sounds like far cry and the music's playing so but it's that section it's 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 so i don't know it's i wish i could spoil it that's kind of where i have some issues though like i just like look and i I need to play it all the way through so i can have like final thought on some of it but some of the things that i found kind of frustrating um was uh a lot of what they've and they've talked about this uh, you know, facing facing consumers too, not just the press, is they've talked a lot with um, historians and cult specialists who will talk to you about how cults uh, uh, work and function. And, like, it's a game, right? You have to gamify some of the systems. But, like, uh, the core mechanic, and again, it, it could change, but, like, where I'm at um, narratively, and this, this isn't really a, a spoiler, it's kind of, you know, early game stuff, is uh, the West of the Map is, is, like, again, these people who are on this this drug that influences them. And like, they've got this green, very video gamey cloud around their head because they're under the influence of this drug. Oh yeah. And I like, saw that. Game... Yeah. I, I saw a video of that. Actually. I was like, I was like, what are they like? I was like, 
is there a skunk nearby? Like, what happened? I mean, like, like yeah, it, it's the gamification of, it's basically, like, super high on this Bliss stuff. Um, and, like, that's how they show cult influence, but, like, one of the things that they showed, and one of the people they put up on a pedestal as one of their researchers, was somebody talked about how cults work uh, through social pressure. That is that is how cults uh, influence people, is through social pressure and subtle cues. And, like, drugs have, have a history in cults, um, but they really aren't a driving factor like you would see um, in, in Far Cry. And so, like, look, you have to gamify it in some ways, right? Um, and take some liberties to, to make compelling gameplay. But I just... There are so many interesting social politics of, of how cults gain traction and followers and how they coerce uh, people living in the margins who feel like they don't fit in, who feel like they're at risk. And, like, so far, they haven't really delved into that. I mean, they talk about some of the sin um, in the Seed family, but, like, so far, I haven't really gotten to a place where I feel like... Um, the people that you're shooting have been uh, made compelling people. They just kind of are, are zombies that are high that can spot you at a distance. So let's talk about that, know. right? Like, but so and, and this I think is kind of the um, kind of the issue that everybody is 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 wanting to wanting to talk about is is the story in the game and and what it did and and what it didn't do. Um, because and, and I know people have pretty pretty I, I don't know let's just say heated opinions on this oh thank you very much my wife is bringing me coffee by the way in my special branded uh sdgc mug here which you can this this oh, is available for purchase uh by the way the good stuff right there if you <laughs> visit our twitter page i think the url i think the url is like teespring.com slash official sdgc you can find it on our twitter page which is at official sdgc on twitter you can buy not only not only this beautiful mug here, but also this wonderful T-shirt that I'm wearing. These are all available for purchase on Teespring. And all, so, all, all the proceeds go to um, Child's Play. Yes, so we they don't do. Make, we, we, so make, we don't make money off of this. And, Child's, uh, Child's Play makes money off of it. And uh, I can assure you operators are standing by right now to, <laughs> to take your calls. But um, at any rate... This is the most SCGC thing. It is very... Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I completely got off track there. Um, but, uh, so let's talk about the story in the game and we have had some pretty, we shall say spirited discussions on this, uh, in the DM. Um, I will come out, I'll, so I'll, 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 I'll kick it off. I'll go first. Mm. As good coffee. So I expected the story to go, or at least the tone of the story to go in a completely different direction than it did based on my admittedly limited exposure to the game before it released. Um, so, like, if you take a look at the box art of the game, right, um, there is there are very clear allegories to The Last Supper. Um, there are, you know, there's, uh, it's a bunch of white dudes. Um, one of them has, like, one of those fashy-looking haircuts, they call them, one of those alt-right-looking haircuts. Um, the American flag itself is covered in what looks like an homage to the German Iron Cross. Um... And there were a lot of rumors going around, and we were talking about a, a bit about this in the DMs today, uh, about the original tone of the game, or the at least the original tone that was pitched to journalists was much, much different than what we got. There was a much, I don't know, I was expecting much more overt, I guess you could say white nationalism, for, for, lack, of, for lack of a better term, and I feel like that would have been a very bold direction for a Far Cry game to go. And we actually had this... Zach and, and and Rand, we brought this up briefly on our Wolfenstein 2 
uh, discussion all the way back in October is we wondered if if that was such a bold tonal tonal you know shift that Wolfenstein took, and we had wondered if Far Cry Five was going to take the same leap, and I think we can go ahead and safely say it did not by any stretch of the imagination, which not, is not inherently a, a bad thing regardless because at the end of the day it, it is still just a far cry game but i wanted to see what everybody thought about the way the story went based on your perceptions from or based on what you thought of it from inception to now the reality of actually playing the game uh and i want to start with somebody who has not played the game so why don't we throw it at jay okay um so this is a hot take i guess um all your takes are hot <laughs> i i know um I I believe that Ubisoft marketed the, the way the game the way they did originally because that was what was hot at the moment. They knew that people would catch on with that marketing. Um, I feel like people's expectations for like a political revolution plot, like a lot of people expected, was probably over exaggerated. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And um, like I I get it. I guess I get that. Like people wanted um, you know Ubisoft to, like make a statement and a Far Cry game, but you also remember a Far Cry game is a game where it's like shoot, shoot, bang, bang, destroy, you know. And that's vehicles. my point. That's that's my point, too, is, is expecting a Far Cry game to say something meaning, meaningful about any, like, political climate or social issues. I tweeted uh, that a year ago. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, who, who didn't see this come? I, I don't know how people are honestly disappointed. Like, Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, it's just like I I I've also not gotten the argument of like well Wolfenstein two was able to kind of do this but not Far Cry it's like Wolfenstein two was a direct sequel to a game with established yeah. characters already yeah. Wolfenstein two Wolfenstein two is also a game about shooting Nazis yeah. so like you kind of you kind of already know what you're getting yourself into. That's um, from from what I've seen, people really are really enjoying Far Cry Five. You know, for its gameplay aspects and whatnot, it just seems like some people were expecting way too much out of a first-person shooter plot. Like, I don't know if I would say expecting or maybe hoping. I mean, I I can't honestly remember the last time a Ubisoft game had a good plot. Like, 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 yeah. like, 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 like... Like, do you guys remember Far Cry 3? Like, at the beginning, like, literally, you're just, like, a bro, and you guys are, like, on a friend yeah, vacation, oh God, and you're, drinking, you're, literally, you're, 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 you're like, drinking beer and smoking weed. I mean, or, like, the opening like, song this... is, uh, that fucking, what's that song? Uh, am I, like, all I gotta do yeah. is... Yeah. Yeah, Paper Plant. Yeah, Paper Plant. He's one of the worst plans. gaming yeah. protagonists in history. That was, he was so bad. What was his name? Jason Brody? Jason Brody. Even his name had bro in it. Like, I mean, just, <laughs> Jason Brody. Yeah. Jason Brody. But, um, so, you know what? Let's throw it at, you know what? Uh, Sam. Who, you... What was the Far Cry 4 character? He was cooler. Oh, uh, that was, uh, AJ. Yeah, AJ. Yeah. AJ. Yeah. AJ. Yeah, they pronounced it two different ways in the game. AJ yeah. Gale? AJ Gale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was better. He was better. He was a good protagonist, yeah. Uh, I'll throw it out to Sam. Sam, you have not played... So, were you, like, based on the marketing of the game, were you expecting something different than what we got? Nope. I got exactly... We got exactly what I thought we were going to get and what I told people we were going to get. From the get-go, when I was watching people play the D3, I was thinking, huh, okay, so this is inspired by Jonestown-type cults. That's cool. And it was very obviously you were gunning down members of a very, very, very multicultural cult. Obviously, there's overt Christian references, but yeah, again, Jonestown, that's going to come in with this type of zealotry and cult, and it's just a Far Cry game taking place in the middle of Montana. 
I honestly believe that if people thought it was going to be something else, they were either hoping or even projecting a little bit. Yeah, it project. No, absolutely climate. projecting. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, can I bring one more thing really... up really quick? Like, I I realize that sure, people are really upset with, with like some of the dialogue NPCs say in the game, but like, isn't one of the writers from like from Montana and he wanted to like reflect his personal experiences in the game? Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Actually, yep. Yeah, like, I feel like some people are really upset at, like, some of the dialogue, like, some of the characters will say, like, like you know, it's very, like, like against their beliefs or whatever, but, like, at the same time, they were trying to, like, replicate Montana into a game, so, like, I feel like they achieved their goal. Well, Sam, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be some sort of crossover or a bit of the shared DNA simply because by simple nature of the fact that it takes place in Montana, like Jay is saying, of course there's going to be, but at the end of the day, it's a crazy cult. Evidently it has a really good story from what little I've seen, but it takes place in rural Montana. That's all there is to it. And I think people who, let me, I'll, I'll close on this. I have an ethical problem with people deducting or taking away from the game based off of what they hoped or projected it was going to be. Yeah, the re- some of the reviews are a little weird that way. So, and I have I, an issue with that. Why, I mean, well, that's the well, how about you judge the game for what it is, not what you hoped it would be. Yeah. So why don't we kick it yeah. over to Rand? Because well, I know Rand, so this is this is something that Rand has an issue with. Um, look, I, I didn't know what to think because I love Far Cry 3. Far Cry 4 was good, but not great because it was too derivative of Far Cry 3. So I was prepared to not like this game. I was prepared to be like, ah, it's another Far Cry game. It's Far Cry 4.5 or whatever. But they changed just enough and they elevated the story and the villains to a certain point that like, I couldn't stop playing the game. And I mean, I understand people want you know, they, they want this to be a condemnation of religious groups or Donald Trump supporters or what have you. And they didn't get it. Cause that's what they thought it would be. This would be an exposing piece of, of shutting down the alt-right or whatever, you know, these websites, <laughs> right. But like, that got... out of a Ubisoft game, right. Who expected <laughs> that? But if you read clearly, clearly some of these websites out there, like thought that was going to happen. Um, my biggest issue with the game uh, is the fact that your character is mute. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, I didn't yeah. know that. Really? I, I mean, Chrono Trigger is considered to be one of the greatest games of all time, and your character doesn't talk in that game Yeah, but at this all. is different, though. This is different. And, and, and like, Chrono Trigger would have only lasted, like, ten minutes if he was actually able to talk to you, because he would be like, no, let's not go in that time machine. Yeah. And you guys would just be chilling at the festival it's, for the whole I, game. I, Chrono Trigger is one of my favorite games, but Chrono should have talked. I so this is the first I'm hearing about, about a mute protagonist. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make an appeal for it. So let's. But let's first. I want to make sure we hear everybody. I mean, I get why. This is the first time you can actually make a, a female character and a male character. Mm-hmm. You can make it any like race that you want to, basically. So I probably felt they didn't want to record lines for it and have yeah. to re- do it twice with the female, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you don't get one. But it feels it always took me out because here you yeah. have. Jacob and Joseph and Faith and all these other characters responding to you directly and you just sit there just saying nothing. Feels like a lost opportunity. Just, like, just yes, listening. To exactly. Yeah, and that's my biggest problem with the game. I mean, it has other issues like some of the pathing of AI is a little wonky, but then again, that's open world stuff. That always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the quest givers, when you go up, because all the quests are given by people, basically. 
and you have to you talk to them to get it. But then sometimes a, a bald eagle will be above the air about to attack everybody, and they'll freak out and be like, "Bald eagle coming in!" <laughs> and you can't get the quest from them until everything is like okay. You know, those are just That's kind of freedom right there. That was one of the biggest surprises for me as well. Is it, it definitely feels like the least polished on release. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's like it's a sloppy, buggy mess right now. And like, it, I love the gameplay. The gameplay in Far Cry Five is very good. It is buggy. Oh, that's disappointing to hear. Because I Far, think, Cry, uh, Far Cry games normally aren't all that buggy. Yeah, no, I I did not run into a lot of bugs in the other Far Cry games. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Justin Robleplato on Twitter, he uh, he had a funny glitch the other day. He was playing it. And, all of a sudden his game dropped to like two frames per second. And he's like, what the heck? So he runs inside the house. There's just like a hel- hel- helicopter in there. Just spawned inside. <laughs> and just like completely With just the spinning demolished the game's engine. And just like, That's hilarious. Too many times because at a certain point when you reach a certain level and resistance in an area, they'll spawn helicopters or planes after you, right? Oh, the planes. Yeah, it breaks it. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it sucks. Uh, I always brought hunk, hunk with me to take him down, or I'll take him down myself. But there are so many times where I would literally watch those two planes smash into each other and blow themselves up, or crash around like next to me. I was fishing yesterday trying to get the last achievement, and I had two cranes planes literally crash into the lake ten feet in front of me. Like yeah. it's stuff like that that's kind of just makes you scratch your head, so, but you know, not enough to overall you know deter from the experience, but. Yeah, and I wish some of I the wish... AI cracks me up of the of the followers. Like you have, you can pick up people who have like RPGs, and they'll just like sprint across the field, just with their thing on their back, like totally not real at all. But it, I mean, it's it's not trying to be realistic in that. Like you don't have people. And there definitely is this tonal shift that Zach talked about. It didn't really affect me because I expected in a Far Cry game, you expect crazy characters and weird missions, right? Mm-hmm. But this game, especially the main plot, is dark. It is very... It goes down a road that a lot of people aren't really comfortable with. Sin, religion, religious iconography, religious you know, ideology, right? And then you have those really dark moments where you're in a bunker and you see people mutilated, right? Where somebody literally carves the sin that you, you know, are, or they are, like gluttony or wrath or sloth. And then to be absolved from their skin, they rip it off of you, right? You see that happen. So it's very dark. But then a mission you could do later on is getting bull testicles uh, from, it's you know, killing a bull while he's, while he's mating with a cow and, you know, Marvin Gaye's playing. So everybody what? at Eden's Fall can eat, you know, bull testicles. Hey, bull testicles are good, man. Don't knock bull testicles. I'm just saying there's, this, there's, there's a total shift from the darkness to this. That a lot of reviewers will sit there and be like, I'm not really comfortable with it. To me, it's just like, it's Far Cry, baby. It's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I expect that type of stuff. I expect the some of the side missions to be ridiculous, and they are. You know, this is, I think this main story in this one is much darker. And going back to what you said about, like, the reviews and what people want versus what they expect, nobody docked Far Cry 3 for not exploring the abuse of, say, uh, you know, human trafficking, right? Or they didn't dock Far Cry 4 for, for about the drug trafficking and, and things of that nature. Like, they just went with it. But in this one, they're, they're, they're taking issue with the fact that it's not saying something about the alt-right or religious nut jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I find that a little bit, you know, hypocritical. But that's just me. I think it has a lot to do with the climate of, of our agree. world right now. Um, and as people are trying to lean on this a little bit more to 
um, be able to to high five it and 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 you know get behind something that that says something about um, what's going on. So, you know what? So I'll jump in with a take, and I and so so I guess here's where where Zach and I'll come in. Like I I understand that it's a Far Cry game. I don't need it to be. I don't need it to be like Wolfenstein 2, you know, not what I'm looking for. But I did feel like there was an opportunity here for Ubisoft to, I don't know, tell a story that was uh, relevant culturally right now. And I think would have resonated with a lot of people, you know, given the, given, like, you know, Jay, like JT said, given the current political climate, I, I wasn't, ex- I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I was expecting it, but I was hoping uh, that Far Cry that that Ubisoft would kind of take Far Cry to a different place, um, uh, and you know obvi- obviously they didn't. Uh, I, I don't. It's not going to hamper my enjoyment of the game at all. I enjoy Far Cry games. I plan on picking this one up when I'm done with Nino Kuni too, and I'm probably going to really really love it. Um, but I do because you know like it, it would be nice for Ubisoft I think to have that intellectual property where where they kind of took the extra step and said okay we're let's let's ground ourselves a bit more in reality but but again at the same time you've also got a dog running around that you heal with belly rubs which by the way I think is fucking amazing um and you've got a bear named Cheeseburger uh, which I I haven't even fucking touched on yet like is that actually the bear's name Cheeseburger by yep. the way and there's a panther named Peaches yep panther oh. named Peaches I, I I kept Boomer with me because he's just a good boy and plus yeah, he marks so everybody yeah. on on the map for you so yeah there's no Boomer stuff with with the, to using Boomer he's he just like goes after Mm-hmm. So, so I, I'll, I guess I, this is where I'll kick it over to Zach. But um, Enrique in chat says we should attack Marcel. Uh, don't attack Marcel. Don't do that. I don't. I can't condone that. Uh, but um, I don't know. Like I wasn't expecting it, but I, I, I will admit I was kind of maybe hoping for something deeper and a little more culturally relevant. But again, like it's not gonna. I'm not gonna not buy the game over it. So I don't know, Zach. What do you think? Right, and like first of all, everyone made super strong points. Um. And, like, the first of, of which being, like, people are projecting. 100%. 100%. I, I'm, uh... I'm guilty of that, I, too. Yeah, and, like, and, like and, I, and I think that, like, I got a little... I got a, more than a little taste. I got a lot of that with with uh, Wolfenstein. Like, Wolfenstein went hard. It did. Um, regardless sure. of if you agree or disagree, Wolfenstein went hard. And so, like, I, I think that I was just, like, at a point where I was like, no, 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 they're, they're gonna go for it, and people are gonna start going for it. And, and Far Cry didn't, and, like, that's fine. Um, but like, like I, I would be lying to you if I, if I said that, no, 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 no. Like I, I wasn't projecting some of it. Like, like 100% I wanted, um, a, a game to say a little bit more, um, than, than this one has said to me so far. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it won't. Um, but I mean, there's a lot to say, right? One of the things we talked about was, uh, a lot of the research was based on things that are said and done in Montana, which is like characters that say something that disagree with me. Or, or maybe agree with me, whatever. And I think that's a good point. I think it's fair. But one of the things that I think is a drawback is when your character doesn't have a voice or or you're, you don't have an ability to to respond, how do you – I don't know how I'm – how I, I mean, I know how I personally feel, but um, when a character – like, there's, there's some racism in this game or jokey racism. Like, there's jokey yeah. racism about Italian people. I think that's in poor taste, and I think they're doing it to dodge a more serious conversation. Um, I mean, there, there's uh, uh, some political talk. Um, I've, I've mentioned or DM. They say things like Obama loving libtard. Um, Do they really say that? Is, 
What's that? Do they really say that? Yeah, Herc, Herc's uncle uh, says that. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, and so, like, it's wild. Um, <laughs> and, like, I just, I wish that there was a way to me, like, positive or negative, I, I wish that there was, like, almost more interactions for me as a player. And, like, it's kind of a weird juxtaposition with the gameplay, because the gameplay, in so many ways, has been a steady improvement over quality of life things through the Far Cry franchise that feels really good. Like, there's a ton of quality of life things here that make Far Cry 5 a blast to play compared to its predecessors. But, like, the lack of voice in combination with, like, this commentary that's very real, but that I also don't have the ability to have any response to is kind of kind of hard for me, right? Like, uh, like when, when a woman says, um, those Italians have been stealing my jewelry. Like, I want to respond to that. And, and like, it's, a, it's okay that you can't, but, like, I just feel like making a reference without the player having some way to facilitate a response uh, uh, that, that they would have is kind of strange. But, like, the other thing is tone, right? Iran talked about this, and, and I mentioned earlier, you 100% need lighter tone. This is a heavy game. Cults killing people is a heavy theme. You need these, these ice, you know... Icebreakers, right? Like that's a good I mean, it's not even icebreakers. That was that was the wrong word for me to like go to. But like, just a tone of like lighten up. Like if I'm playing at, yes, exactly. If if I'm playing on Saturday morning and I'm and I'm waking up, I want to play the testy festy mission where I go get bull testicles to boost the round because that's fun. But like, I also want to play dark missions. But so far, it has felt like sixty percent of, I mean, probably more than that. Seventy five percent of the side missions are are goofy and lighthearted, and like. The rest is is serious. It's like so, kind of like, a jarring tonal shift. Well, and the tonal shift is fine; it's necessary. But I think I was expecting more seriousness than I've gotten so far. Um, I mean, a lot of things, a lot of things that people have said in, in the comments and on here are, are true. Like I was projecting; like I wanted there to be a political stance. I don't even like care if I disagree with what they're saying, but like making a reference to racism or like making a reference to something that your conservative friend from high school says on Facebook isn't really enough politically. Like, I just, I don't care what their stance is. I just want them to make it, right? Like, you can't have somebody say Obama loving but also have the Donald Trump piss tape. Like, <laughs> make a point. Like, tell me, like, just, just like, I, I want commentary. And, and like, I think what, that is the point. To, to, yeah, I mean, I it, it just, it's the middle Just ground. to provide a backdrop and let the player make of it what they make of it. Exactly. They throw, they throw stuff out there and then it's just, it's up to, that's that's my that's my uh, interpretation of what they're trying to. Do. Yeah, the reason why the character is mute is because they're trying to represent you being in the workplace and not be able to respond to someone's <laughs> side comment. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, but like I said, like first of all, again, one hundred percent, I'm fine with somebody saying. I mean, I don't like it personally, but like if if they want to have a character that's like your 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 uncle uh, at Thanksgiving, that's fine. But like. I would like the ability to respond. And, like, look, they're not sitting down to make a Far Cry or Mass Effect-like uh, 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 character decision-making or morality or ethics guideline. Like, they're, they're not trying to make that. And so it's fine. Um, but just the, the combination of projection um, mixed with, like, I, I wish there was something a little bit more provocative being said one way or another has just been a little underwhelming for me. That's fair. Uh, anybody have any uh, any other? Zach, that was that was great, by the way. Um, anybody have uh, another point they want to make about Far Cry Five? Um, yeah, I guess I'll just say one really quick. Please. Please. Um, I I I think that like um, maybe like I mean I wasn't you know projecting for the plot in this game to be you know 
you know, pl- as political as, you know, other people thought it was going to be or whatever. Um, you know, it's, I guess, I guess some like the, like, you know, the quick phrases like Obama lived hard or whatever are pretty immature. Um, but, you know, I think this is a game where, like, you can definitely tell that like, Ubisoft wanted to, like, pertain to maybe both sides. You know, they are a AAA publisher. You know, we also didn't mention this, but they also went through a big, um, you know, transition in their company, like, this past week. Didn't they sell off their shares? If they, buy the, they, bought, they bought the shares from... They fed it off of Vendy. Yeah, 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 yeah like, but, you know, yeah. like, you know, this is supposed to be, like, their big seller this, you know, quarter, you know, yeah, like... the biggest game of the year isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. Like, like you know they could they couldn't risk that like you, have, you also have to, you know you have to think about them from that perspective as well you know as sex said you know they make comments in this game that really piss them off and they can piss them off and it sucks that in the game you can't make the you can't have the ability to be like hey i don't like your opinion but you know um i mean i guess at the end of the day you could have your own opinion you know to whatever the game is saying so i want to point something out that that jt said in chat and um because I have seen the opening of the game. I've watched quite a bit of gameplay footage, actually. And uh, JT said, got a huge Just Cause vibe from the intro of the statue. I got a huge Bioshock Infinite vibe, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest with you. Um, knowing the theme, like knowing that the theme of the game revolved around a, you know religious extremism, um, yeah. I was like, oh, this is giving me the kind of the Bioshock Infinite. The music is well. very, the music in the game is very Bioshock-like. Very. Really? I've yeah, heard the there's... soundtrack is pretty incredible. The soundtrack is great. The like, original songs are yeah, good. Love... Yeah. In but what way, Rand, Rand, in what way? Like a lot of like classical hymns and stuff? Um, Especially the stuff that has to do with uh, the religious <clears throat> thing. Like there'll be trucks out there and they're singing like a song like, let the water wash away your sins. Like, like, And it's just like, I was listening to that and I'm just like, man, this would be like something right out of Bioshock. Interesting. Especially Bioshock Infinite. There's a lot yeah. of choral hymns. The best, Bioshock. especially the stuff with the, during the, the intro. The with... They the yeah. singing "Amazing Grace," like really. Yeah, like, I mean, slowly. always sings like "Amazing Grace." Yeah. Um, there's like choral hymns that go on, especially with the bliss. Like, there's a song there. So the music is very, very much Bioshock-like, and the music and the soundtrack, especially the even the licensed stuff. Like, there's this mission where I stole a semi that had like guns attached to it as soon as you get in there and start driving it's like barracuda starts playing right um there are a couple missions nice. like that where it's just like like i said the the, the the testy mission where you go to kill a cow or a bull while it's mating with a, a bull with, with the cow marvin gay starts playing right there's some really cool isis music stuff but yeah the I, I don't think like it has that much to do with bioshock but definitely the music i felt was kind of inspired and i you know maybe well, hold on, let me take that back. One of the writers on this was also a co-writer for Bioshock Infinite, so there might be some similarities, mm-hmm. a little bit. So, um, can I just make can I just make one one more quick thing? And and I meant to bring us up back to it, but like one of the things that we've kind of talked about is Far Cry has a problematic past. And and like, look, I again, I like the gameplay of Far Cry. Far Cry has some good gameplay, but like narratively, Far Cry has had some problematic games. Um, and, and they've course corrected a little bit where you play a person who goes and shoots uh, underprivileged brown people in a lot of the games. That's been a loop. Um, and, like, I, I think that one of the things that somebody brought up was, like, well, nobody had Outcry. And I think maybe a good point is nobody had Outcry around Far Cry 3 or Far Cry 4. And I think that there should be. Like, Far Cry has always been political. Um, Far, Far, Cry, Far Cry 4, for example... 
uh, talks about a lot about cultural uh, uh, conservatism or liberalism. Uh, do we go back to the things that are tried and true that we have counted on for generations, or do we push something that's liberal? Um, I mean, they I mean, literally uh, make they made they force you to make a black or white choice between those two things. <laughs> Because you have to, you have sure. to decide with which. Sure, but I mean, but the, the point is that it's political, right? Far Cry Three is the same thing. It's it's about white people in a place where underprivileged people are forced into sex trafficking or piracy. Like they're they're always political one way or another. Uh, I just, I I think that we are more willing to make commentary about the the politics of Far Cry Five because it is set in our. Uh, in our country, so we we can something make them... relatable, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's like the thing to is, home. is like the the politics of of Ghost Recon Wildlands. I like Ghost Recon Wildlands. It's a fun game. I mean, turn turn the character volume down to zero, but the the gameplay is fun. But if you are from Colombia or Venezuela, I forget where that's uh, a set. I think it's um, okay, it, it's probably just as inaccurate, but it's still political. But it's just as inaccurate, and and I kind of. I, I don't know. I just think that Far Cry is a political series, and like I think that we're kind of doing a disservice to suggest that like this is the first time there there's been politics, or we shouldn't expect politics because like there's inherent politics in the Far Cry series. I so uh, yeah, there is sure there are. I, I I will very in the most gentle way. And you know me, I'm gentle, Zach. I will <laughs> gently push back on Far Cry Four by saying yes, you are killing brown people, but you are also a brown person. Yep, killing brown yep. people. Sure. Um, sure. But you're but, a privileged person, right? Or, exactly, so. right, yeah. Um, but, uh, God, this fucking Far Cry 5 conversation is, wow. This, we yeah, got, we've been going about... We got what, deeper in the weeds with the Far Cry 5 conversation than I had anticipated. But, I mean, but I mean, that's that right there, to me, is one of the inherent strengths of the game, right? Like, we can... we I, I haven't even played it, and Jay hasn't played it, and we, we, we've had plenty to say about it. Brandon hasn't played it. He's had good opinions on it. So that again, like, is not just the not just the the power of the game itself to to drive these conversations, but also like the, the power of the medium itself is that we can we can have these conversations about games that I have not even played yet, uh, which I think is fucking amazing. I do want to move on from Far Cry Five because we've spent a long time talking about Far Cry Five, and I want to talk about something that I I have been really excited to talk about uh, all day long, which is some of our biggest gaming disappointments. Um, and, uh, and so, and this is not limited. I just want to lay this out because I think there was some, conf- you know, some confusion earlier. This is not limited to the current gen. We, you can, you can talk about any gaming disappointment you want. Anyone. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and I already know, uh, at least one of mine is going to piss Jay off. Uh, so, but, but, but I'm not going to start. I don't want to start. I want, you know what? You know what? I want Sam to go first. And talk about if, something that has really disappointed you, aside from this podcast. Uh, <laughs> dang it, you stole my first one. This, um, this disappoints me every Thursday. So, that's a little difficult, to say the least. I try to be careful what I get hyped for, to say the least. I try to be careful what I get really, really, really excited for. I mean, I know it's still pretty fresh and it's been talked to death, but honestly, Mass Effect Andromeda still stings me. Hmm. Everything that, happened, everything that yeah. happened with that franchise, even after, I mean, getting rid of the fact that, okay, they fixed some of the bugs so it wasn't crashing on you every two hours or deleting saves or characters, models floating off into the sunlight, whatever. The fact is, it's still a disappointment considering just how strong that original trilogy is and just how much I loved it 
and how much it meant to me in the 360 slash PS3 gen. Yeah, that, that yeah. one's still pretty fresh. I, I'm still smarting over that. I totally agree with that. Um, the, the original trilogy, like Mass Effect, to me, is one of, if not the, I would have to think about it, best video game universes ever created. Well, like, I, 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 was, I found myself buying the book you know, during the Mass Effect 2, 3 days, just because I wanted more. Like, and, I cared about these And now characters. it's dead. The series, I mean, Andromeda literally killed that series. And, and the, yeah. the attention yeah. detail that was placed in the codexes and how they fleshed everything out and it sort of had a quasi-scientific explanation. I, I loved the passion poured into it. It's, I, I always joked with people that it wasn't Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, and it was Mass Effect Part 1, Mass Effect Part 2, and Mass Effect Part 3, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, yeah. I, that... I don't know what it was. It was just overall Andromeda just there was no direction there. It just everything just kind of it felt like they were making a Mass Effect game for the sake of making a Mass Effect game. There was no like I don't know like you have a clear cut goal like you have a mission in 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 the original trilogy like you you know where things are going. Um, Andromeda was just like okay we're here and we're, this is it's brand new it's like a reboot you know it's it, it, it kind of got they didn't give me a compelling reason to get invested. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys aren't thinking that uh, the next Dragon Age is going to be anything different. Because from what Didn't I've heard, they, they got. Did you see that it's like a skeleton crew? They got the B it. team working on that. Yeah, they got. They, it's a skeleton crew. Ever since Mike Laidlaw left. So as far as we're aware, yeah, Bioware is like ninety-five percent hands on Anthem. Anthem. It's right Anthem, now. All hands on deck for Anthem. So. More power to them. I hope, I hope it's a fucking success for their for their you know. Regardless so, of your opinion on, you better hope Anthem is a success. So so sure. our our good friend Anthony Agnello from Continue Podcast uh, and Gamesbeat is in chat right now, and he actually said there will never be another Dragon Age brother. Bioware is going to friggin' close after Anthem. Um, <clears throat> I hope he's wrong, but I'm not gonna. Tell I'm not gonna him sit here wrong. and say he's wrong yet. You know because I mean. I, so I, yeah, I mean he he that that is a whole other podcast right there. That is a whole sure. other, that is a whole other. Yeah, podcast. don't get me sad. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that is that that's going to be something else. Um, I think Bioware's in a lot of fucking trouble. Uh, why don't we go on? Why don't we move on to uh to to Rand? Rand, give me give me one of your biggest gaming disappointments, not just from this generation, but it could be anything, anything at all. Well, I mean, I know pre-show I said the Duke Nukem thing. Um, but I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with, and it's not even really a game. It's more of a set of games from my favorite developer of all time. And that would be Bungie. So my biggest disappointment is the destiny franchise and how terrible Bungie has become with, uh, their universe and, 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 and trying to do it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Bungie is a shell of its former self, and Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 are horrible games. Especially Destiny 2. I don't know how you go from being the most coveted up there with, like, developer, like, Naughty Dog, and make Destiny and Destiny 2, and in 2018, less than a year later, Destiny nobody talks about Destiny 2 anymore. They killed their own game because they just didn't have the talent at Bungie to pull it off and yeah my biggest disappointment this gen any gen is the fact that Bungie went and made two completely mediocre experiences 
uh, ever. So there you go. So Destiny. I would disagree that they're mediocre. You'd be wrong. And I would disagree that they're. I would, wrong. I would disagree that Destiny Two is dead. Oh, it's deader than a doornail. Nah, it's fucking dead. Nah, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's dead. dead. Like, like my, I had friends dead. that like hopped off. I have friends that hopped off Destiny too, who were like really into like the loot shooter games and go back to the Division. I mean, the Division has been massively improved. Though. Yeah, like I, I yeah, played like Overwatch cr- the other day with a Destiny Twitch streamer that switched to Overwatch. That's how dead it is. Well, I mean, I think I think people will come back if they if they're able to fix it. People will come back. They came back for they came back for Destiny after they taken King. I think they'll come back here. They coming back for Destiny. too. Their only savior is to just knock it out of the park with Destiny. <laughs> Anthony in chat says Destiny Two is the old Navy of video games. <laughs> um, why don't we go ahead? Yeah, um, I want to go, but you know what? I'm gonna kick it over to Jay. Oh. um... You know, I, I had a really good answer before I, we went live, but I was like, that'd be a really, like, like typical answer, so I'm not going to go with that. Um, so, sh- should I build up to my answer, or should I just, like, give my answer and explain why? Just get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give my answer. Yeah. Um, it is the um, the Sims 3. I've never I didn't see that coming. I've not, yeah, well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't at all, actually. Yeah, um, okay, so... As everyone here knows, I'm a huge Sims fan. It's why The Sims 2 appeared on our top 100 games list, which had Final Fantasy VI on the 43rd spot of that list. <laughs> my my friends and I would buy the expansion packs, you know, back when PC games were actually physical, and like we would find ways to like install the game. So like we would each, like there was a method to doing it, so we didn't all have to like buy, we, so we didn't have to like buy all like all of us buy the expansion packs. Like we'd be like, okay, like install like this expansion last, so like you can keep your copy and I'll keep my copy, like because you know we were we were we were cheap middle school students, and like I mean I used to play Sims two a lot. Like it's still probably one of my favorite games of all time. So I was so excited for The Sims 3, you know, it's like, you know, open, you know, it's not really open world, but like the whole town, like, you know, moves forward at the same time as you're playing your game or whatever like that. And the launch of that game was so bad. It was so bad. It was so CPU heavy. And like The Sims 3 still doesn't really, The Sims 3 still like doesn't really run all that well. The Sims 4 is like a much better performing game because it's not doing as much in the background. Um. I also didn't have internet when The Sims 3 came out. The Sims 3 came out, so like I couldn't update the game, and it was it was terrible. Um, my second answer is Final Fantasy 13 because I bought Xbox 360 for it, and I did not like Final Fantasy 13. Final Fantasy 13 was a good game, yo. No, it wasn't. You, yes, could, it was. you, know, you know, you know, and I, you know, I have a signed copy of it too that I won off. I won off of IGN like eight years ago, and I'll I hate it. that game. I'll take it. If you're no, not gonna, like if you're not gonna appreciate but, it, I'll take it. Someone's offered me eight hundred dollars for it, so you can buy it for that much. You should give it to me for free because no, because no. <laughs> hey, hey man, we had tacos together. Yeah, but like tacos those together. tacos were like forty, like forty dollars altogether. Those tacos were really good though. Um, all right, yeah. Anthony says Final Fantasy thirteen forever, my man. All right, so I will actually. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go next, and I've got two quick ones. Uh, the first one for me is got to be Final Fantasy eight. Uh, because I and I just like I'm a Final Fantasy guy. And actually, actually no, 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 you fucking suck. No, actually, actually, Jay, Jay, actually, no, no, no. I just realized something. So I'm going to change it, and I'm going to be extra fucking spicy, and I'm going to say it's Final Fantasy 12 
was the biggest oh, disappointment in the series for me. Because and, I'll, and I will tell you why. Because it has shit characters. Call is much better sh- than eight. You're crazy. It has a shit combat system. You could fucking set the game up to play for you, to play for you if you want. No, John, my wait, face wait. is red right now. Vaughn, wait, wait. Vaughn, oh hold on, hold on, hold on. The Final hold. Fantasy VIII's the best Final Fantasy though. No, it, one, it's not. But two, this is the worst Final Fantasy. Objectively, it is the best Final gentlemen, Fantasy. Gentlemen, I'm on my soapbox. The best Final, Final Fantasy doesn't have level scaling. Yeah. It, it, so, so Final Fantasy twelve. The protagonist, Vaughn, has fucking nothing to do with the story whatsoever. Literally, literally the original protagonist of the story was Bosch, Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmasca. And he was the protagonist, but then they said, no, we've got to have like a pretty boy, so it's got to be Vaughn. Vaughn, a character who has, he is literally along for the ride because being a, sp- a sky pirate is cool. That's why Vaughn is there, right? The, the villain, Vane, you meet him once at the beginning of the game. He has no fucking interaction with the party. Literally until the final boss fight, so I didn't buy. And into... then even in the final boss fight, he turns into something completely different. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, like I'm a Kepka, I'm a giant, I'm a the undying. What's the name of the final boss? Uh, the undying. The undying. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm a giant metal version of Kefka now. Uh, and um, Vane's Vane's motivations were ridiculous. His his you know like yeah the voice actor was good but you know what I I did not buy the conflict between the party and Vane whatsoever because uh, he wasn't there he was barely in the game he had no interaction with the party at all uh, the battle system was garbage you could set up the entire game literally to auto but that's itself. the point John John no. that's the point okay, it's kind of no. it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like kind of like an MMORPG and you're directing your party members no. into the debate telling you to do okay yeah. you can't get into uh, this. this. Well, we're not getting into a Final Fantasy debate. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. for the it's past six minutes. Okay, all right, so so Final Fantasy twelve, and then I will also say uh, Bioshock 2. Uh, oh, fuck off. I don't like the Bioshock game, so let, I don't really why, Okay, why, why, Okay, let why? me explain, let me explain. <laughs> I, but I said disappointment, not the fact that... Final Fantasy twelve is actively... It's good, not great. Hold on, fact, like... hold on. Final Fantasy twelve. Jesus, is act... can you guys move on? Final Fantasy twelve is actively a bad game. Bioshock 2 is a good game, but coming off a masterpiece like Bioshock with characters like Andrew Ryan and, you know, Would You Kindly... I, I found this story in Bioshock 2 to be... And Sophia Lamb as a character to be lacking. Um, that's fair. So that's why... And so I'm not going to say it was a bad game. Bioshock 2 is a very good game. But from a tonal story standpoint, to me, it did not stand up to the original Bioshock. Those are mine. Um, but uh, we'll move. So who hasn't gone? Uh, Brandon, what about you? I had to think about this for a while. And I know that Seamus Blackley is a friend of the show and we had him on as a guest. But uh, my answer is Jurassic Park Trespasser. <laughs> <laughs> from 1998. When I, was, I got it as a Christmas present when I was 13 years old. Uh, along with the original Rainbow Six and the original StarCraft. So, I mean, you know, two out of three ain't bad for that year, but uh, so, obviously a huge fan of Jurassic Park as a kid. Like, what 13-year-old kid at that time wasn't a huge Jurassic Park fan, right? And, you know, that game, like, it offered so – it promised so much. It was so ambitious, and I, you know, installed it and played it, and uh, it, it was shit. <laughs> it ran like shit. It looked like shit. It played like shit. And it was Jurassic Park, like – it was a Jurassic Park first-person shooter. Like, Wasn't that been. game like marketed be like the next 
best thing like on the computer. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be like a next gen first person shooter or whatever. Because yeah, it had like it had, I mean, it had a pretty good physics engine for 1998. Like if you think that games didn't really start leaning heavy into physics based gameplay until you know Half Life Two, 2004. It's mm-hmm. so like you know, Trespasser was six years ahead of the curve on that, but it was it just was, twelve years behind the curve on everything else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like it, Jurassic Park, Trespasser was a game. You know that so it came out in '98. That's right when like voodoo cards were getting big and 3D accelerators were a thing. It's so like my dad bought a 3D accelerator for our computer because we needed to play. We needed it to play Rainbow Six, so we had one. And Jurassic Park Trespasser was a game that ran better in software mode than hardware mode. Like, so you got better frame rate and better graphics if you ran it on hardware instead of actually using your 3D accelerator. But I didn't know that because I'm fucking 13 years old. Like, so of course, like, I just played it with the GPU enabled and it ran like shit. I like, like 15 frames per second on minimum requirements i have not heard that game brought up in so long oh yeah nobody i mean, nobody ever talks about Jurassic park trespasser oh yeah. brandon that's fucking that dude that's awesome <laughs> i was not expecting that man and like i said seamus blackley was working at dream Poor Sh- yeah he's been on the he's been on the podcast dude Shamus. just just a couple of years before he was you know birthed to the xbox he... just a quick reminder guys that the duke controller is coming out again for the xbox it one, is, yeah. one entertainment system i, I saw the box month. of that they're actually calling it the duke and, like it actually says Duke, right? And, the and here's the thing, Seamus. I'm sorry, but the Duke controller is not good. Jay, let's do but, a joint review for it when it comes out. <laughs> but, uh, give me okay. the money to buy, and I will. <laughs> Doing a review. I, I hate the Duke. Like, like I had an original Xbox, and I hated the Duke. The Duke, yeah. I it, you could have bludgeoned. You could have bludgeoned somebody to death with that fucking thing. Um. So we've got who's left? Uh, Jay or uh, JT and Zach. Yep. Did did Sam and Rand go? I, they, yeah, topic, yeah, they went. They this went topic first. has gone so long that I I, I was the one who brought no, Mass Effect to prominent topic, Bioware. So. Yeah, yeah, he was the one who really brought the party down with Mass Effect. Um, oh, okay. You know what? Well, you know what? We'll kick it over to JT and we'll end on Zach. Okay. So I was yeah, like like I said, I was gonna go Mass Effect Andromeda, um, but Sam took that. So then I was gonna go. Metal Gear Solid 5, but that's pretty softball. Like, I think it's a great game. It's just not a good Metal Gear Solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so where my mind went immediately after those two was Crackdown 2. Ooh. Crackdown oh, yeah, 1 was one of my favorite games ever. Like, the sense of progression in that game, of, like, getting the agility orbs, the, the addictiveness, plus then, like, leveling up your character, like, being able to jump higher, you know, like, like seeing your actions in game, like where you shoot at, like your your um, your shooting levels up. I forget what they call it. Like you had like five different um, uh, levels that you could level up. Essentially, Crackdown Two did away with all of it. Like they assumed that you were like already at the top of your game, and so like they were still agility orbs, but they meant essentially nothing. Um, it, it just killed the progression that the Crackdown series like nailed the first time around. And I get that that's kind of hard to to like replicate. What was what was the time between the two? Like three years? Um, I think, no, two, think... two thousand seven to two thousand ten. Okay, okay. So yeah, three years. So yeah, like, three years. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like expect people to like start at the bottom all over again. But um, 
the way that they handled that with the progression system, I just like did not gel with it. At I mean, all. even and aesthetically, it was disappointing because you yeah. went from like the bright, beautiful, colorful, cartoony looking city yeah. in the first one to like the darker version in the second one. And yeah, it's the they same city. Give me six just, months. Yeah. Give me six months, and I ha- I'll have another uh, disappointing crackdown for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping not. I'm, I'm, I'm really... hoping not to. I actually hope that game is fun. Uh, given how much I love the first one, I want Crackdown 3 to be good so bad. Good luck. <laughs> and uh, no, that was awesome, dude. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll end it on, uh, on Zach. Yeah, so uh, mine is a quick two-parter, but kind of the same. Um, the first, and this is a kind of an older one, uh, is Star Wars The Force Unleashed, the first mm-hmm. one. Oh, um, I've got opinions on this. Yeah, I, I think that this... Okay, hang on. Now, now again, I think this game's okay. I think this game is 100% playable. I think it's fine. Uh, the first level where you're killing Wookiees uh, oh, as Darth so Vader, good. incredible. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, it is not a good game otherwise. Um, Why? At all. Uh, and we'll never see it come back because it's officially not canon anymore. Um, and then the second game is uh, the first Star Wars Battlefront. Um, I had a lot of expectations about that. Um, before Battlefront 1 came out, I really, really, really respected DICE as a, one of my favorite multiplayer developers. Oh, so you're talking about like the reboot, not like the, the actual yes, reboot? Yes, the reboot. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I okay. Not Pandemic. Uh, this is DICE's reboot. Because uh, I was about to like, throw some fists. No, 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 no. Across Pandemic's, the Pandemic's games were great. Um, <laughs> But so the first the first few pandemic games were great. I really liked Dice. Uh, I liked everything they had released up to that point. Um, and that game uh, <laughs> dropped the ball. I almost said Battlefront two, but honestly, like I didn't have super high hopes going into it, so I, I can't call myself too disappointed. But Force Unleashed, um, I had so much hype for that, and I was I was really young when that game came out, and so it's really easy to get really hyped up into something. Um, but yeah, that game was a big letdown for me. I played I mean, a Wii version of it. It was fun. It, it was a decent game. Like I, I've always considered it kind of like a six out of ten ish sort of thing. Yeah, no, no, yeah like not, it's not dumb broken. fun. It doesn't have doesn't have to make sense. Like the dude literally, like he pulls a freaking uh, uh, star, star destroyer, destroyer, which was the, one of the worst sequences JT guy. in any game oh, ever. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just that, like, like if, if you're thing to actually play. Yeah, if you're coming from the Jedi Knight games on PC as a kid, like Force Unleashed was like you you really see how actually mediocre Force Unleashed. Yeah, you is. see, like I played like, Jedi true. Academy and stuff growing up. So can we was, point out by the way though yeah. that the alternate history DLC was really fucking good and probably actually yeah. better than the main game where you just you go full Sith and you start like and, and cannon gets thrown out the window you just start killing off Luke Skywalker and fucking <laughs> like Han Solo like like that that was that was my shit right there like that I was just that sounds like some like operation raccoon city shit right there yeah that was just a good fucking time but like i like my, my my fondest memory of of the force unleashed was my my good friend joel who sadly uh, passed away a few years ago uh he called me when it came out we both bought it we were both huge star wars nerds and he and we both were playing it and he calls me i called him i was like so what do you think and he says i just threw a wookie through a fucking tree and i've waited my entire goddamn life to say that and uh, it was it was beautiful like and now like just imagine if you could put like take that first level of the game and just play as Darth Vader the rest of the game and that's just the, that's the uh, the power fantasy that I wanted and I didn't get um you don't like the angsty teen no nah, I'm not, not a fan of old star killer there man uh yeah see John didn't like Final Fantasy 8 so why would you like angsty teen Jedi right. killer not a fan. Jay is still still salty about that 
my yeah, face is still, my, my, my face is my, my face is still red actually so we'll uh so the best thing about those two star wars games was the psp versions were fantastic they were like they were fe- almost i think almost feature complete with the console versions mm-hmm. and so it was amazing to have those two games the battlefront mm-hmm. 2 and then the, the force unleashed one on 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 the go it was awesome so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll mention some quick pack stuff uh, since packs is next week and we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, we will have a, a pretty good presence at packs next week if anybody's going to be there, um, and uh, some of this will hopefully be recorded. So uh, both JT and myself are on some panels. Um, I am on a panel with uh, a couple a couple of people uh, most of you guys know and some of you guys have probably heard of. Uh, I'm on a panel called uh, on Thursday. Uh, I think it's at 1300 at 1 o'clock. It's called Talking to Dark Souls Fans is the Dark Souls of Talking, uh, which is the best fucking panel name ever. So credit to Sarah for that one. But I'm on the panel with, with uh, Sarah Labeef, um, uh, our good friend Wyatt, Wyatt McDodge, who is uh, at the Hashtagonist, uh, Susan, everybody knows Susan, uh, Susan Arndt, and uh, uh, Marty Sleva, who's the executive editor at IGN. Uh, so I'm on the panel with all of them. Uh, that'll be a really good time. And Finn will actually be there recording it. Uh, so we will post that on the channel uh, as soon as we have that up, probably the same day, I'm hoping. And then Saturday night, both JT and myself are going to be on the uh, doing the game show night at PAX. Um, I will be, uh, Saturday night, I will be actually hosting it. Uh, and JT will be on the, on the panel. Um, and of course, game show night is one of the biggest draws... <laughs> At PAX, so I'm, I'm kind of like hyperventilating. I'm kind of like it's going to be chaos, but I'm excited. I'm kind of like, like hyperventilating. I'm, I'm kind of like hyperventilating a little bit over it, simply because I, JT. I don't know if you saw the picture of the crowd that Susan tweeted out, like, "Hey, John, just so you know, this is what Game Show Night looks like." And I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Like, yeah, are you fucking kidding me? You're so, gonna be all right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, also, woo! Finn and Maddie will be there. Yeah, yeah, yes, and uh, yeah. Don't and, don't forget them. Oh, no, I'm not forget. I'm just talking about people who are on panels right now. Okay. Um, and uh, and of course, and so Finn will be. When oh, I already mentioned Finn, Finn's gonna be recording. Uh, Finn's gonna be recording. Oh, I mean, like, he, I mean, like, he could just have like a like a drone that, like, he's in Florida. He's just flying <laughs> he's, across he's the country like to record you. Uh, but Finn will be there as well. Uh, and uh, and Maddie will be there uh, as well. Um, so it's gonna be a really good time. Uh, I will be there Wednesday, and I'll be leaving Sunday. And I think everybody else and uh, everybody else would be getting there throughout the day on Thursday. But it's going to be a really good time. We're really excited to do it. This will be our second PAX East. Uh, and um, hopefully we can get some other members of the podcast out on panels I, uh, as well. And there are some uh, some even bigger... Uh, Anthony and Chess, I'll bring you an extra smoking jacket, John. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Anthony, you're, Anthony, you're a good friend. And um, there are some even bigger things coming from the podcast that we cannot talk about publicly yet. Uh, but everybody in the podcast knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so some, some pretty big stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, but I want to thank, uh, I want to thank, uh, our good friends, Rand and Sam for coming on, dude. It's always a pleasure to have you two on. So it's always fantastic to be here, dude. I was going to say that, but then you trashed Final Fantasy VIII, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah, John, I'm I'm still really mad about that. That's fine. That's (laughs) fine. Y'all could stay salty. Um, uh, does, uh, does anybody have anything else to add before we, uh, before we go?
Um, we, we we streamed Sea of Thieves for two hours and nothing really happened. So please go watch CM it on our YouTube channel. Please don't forget, operators are standing by to get your SDGC branded mug and, mm-hmm. and T-shirt. All the charity, all the, all the money goes to Child's Play. We don't see a dollar. If you um, want them super fast, you can do that. You can get them you by can. Saturday because I'm... I waited to the last minute to order my shirts for packs. And you. I, I told, so you're I told you guys to order these like a month ago. You're paying that premium now, baby, to get it for packs. Oh yeah, it's it's like a uh, thirteen like dollars shirt, but the shipping yeah. is like seventy two. It's, it's awesome. not bad. Yeah. But uh, we will <laughs> we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and cut it off here. Uh, as always, everybody, uh, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So uh, until next week, we'll see you guys at PAX. Final Fantasy VIII is better than Final Fantasy VI.